Yes, it's glad to be recording again. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, life sort of uh, happened for the both of us when kids went back to school and a couple of other, a uh, couple of other things kind of went down. And you and I have been MIA. Yes. <laughs> uh, but things are settling down, and just in time too, because this month, October, is our birthday month. It's uh, the birthday month of Spellstorm Miniatures. We have been um, in this for about a year now, and uh, that feels really good to say that. Right. You know, a year ago when we first started, we uh, didn't know anything about recording. Um, I can honestly say that I still don't know anything about recording, but we're doing it. (laughs) But I knew even less, and uh, we ran into all kinds of technical issues throughout the year and learned new things, bought new equipment, some equipment broke, had to replace it, you know, things like that, right? It's life. Um, But it's a labor of love. Um, It's something that we do. We come together to talk about the hobby that we both share and uh, the games that we play and the people that we get to meet, and it's a lot of fun, huh? Exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, as we mentioned, uh, Spellstorm Miniatures, it's a podcast about miniature wargaming, and our goal here is just to inspire you to play more games um, because we need every ounce of inspiration we can get. (laughs) So, hey, speaking of games, um, I know that we have a big event to talk about, so outside of those games, uh, have you had a chance to play many games? Um, I've just, uh, oddly enough, gotten pretty much over half my War Machine games in for the year in the last, like, two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) You've been in a machine, haven't you? Yes. So, um, besides the event, you know, that we just all all had um, was the was the Masters League. I got a couple of War Machine games in that way. Oh, nice, yeah. Um, which was kind of fun and a good good practice and playlists I hadn't put on the table before. You know, I finally got Colgrim on the table. So that nice. was kind of nice. I lost all three of my uh, my games. Two to Fiona. Really learned what Fiona does. Yeah. She, she gets you in bad places. And then uh, uh, I had a troll off with, uh, with Abby, who's been playing trolls for a while, and I just... I couldn't overtake all his Krail warriors in time and clock myself. Yeah. So, yeah. I think the last significant uh, War Machine thing that I've done, it was uh, Mox Bellevue at the end of August. It was right before school started and right before the world fell apart for me. And so Oz and I drove up there and we played a couple of games and I got to play a game against Eli Elder again. And I love playing games against him. He's a good player and he's just a great guy to play with. And then... Um, and then I think we got one, maybe two Masters games in for us, and then we kind of realized that we bit off more than we could chew, and and we had to kind of hit the brakes on that. So, right. yeah, but we've been uh, we've been coming out of it, and like I said, kind of getting back into the rhythm of things. And Oz and I played a fantastic game uh, last week in the garage, and that was a nice nice thing to do to put back on the table. Let's see, who was I running? I think I was running Kaidros. I think I was running Xerxes too, 
and he was running Madrak too. Is he the one that's desperately hard to kill? Yes. Yeah. So I think I had two successive turns where I was trying to assassinate him, and um, and didn't work, <laughs> and so he, he kept living. Um, and it was a complete slugfest. We decided to not play on the clock, and I think it took all evening. Oh, jeez. And uh, we, we, we break for dinner, which made my wife happy. But um, And uh, I think we went six rounds, and I won the scenario. But all I had left was, like, Xerxes and an agonizer. Like, yeah. it was... Not much. It, it, was, uh, it was crazy. It was so much fun, though, and it, it reminded me of how much I love the game and how much I, I miss playing, and so... Uh, it was fantastic. So. Excellent. Well, and then that earlier that morning, I think, right, we got. Uh, I played against that list as a little bit of practice. So you're like, oh yeah, yeah. You're like, just here, let's let's see what some Hydra and a Mammoth and a. That's just... right. I got to play twice that day. I played. <laughs> yeah. you. I totally forgot. And uh, but that my that time my assassination run was successful. Yes. What did I get you with the sprays? With you the Hydra? you got me. So your original one failed, but I just I couldn't get away far enough. I think from the Hydra. That's right. Or. You know, and the mammoth, like, kind of the combo. And then um, you ended up pulling your fury off of the Hydra and just being able to spray down. Um, had I been camping, like, I think one or two more, I would have maybe yeah, survived. You probably would have survived. Yeah. 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 I, I, that's right. I do remember. Dude, I, I just love my Hydra so yeah. much. <laughs> it's a good piece. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's scary good. Right. Um, <laughs> and then we got some Infinity in, right? So, oh, that's right. I think that was in between recordings as well. So it was yeah. a few weeks ago. But. That's right. We got together with Wes, and uh, we played a couple like intro scenarios, because he had, the, he had, one, he had the, the book, one of the campaign books. Yeah. And so we did that, and that was good. Yeah. Um, I realized there's a lot more to learn on that game, and a lot more time needs to be spent on it, I think, for myself to really totally grasp it. But I, I loved what was happening. Right. Like, on the table. I really liked how there there was just a lot of opportunities to uh, react. So and that's and I think that's by design. It's built into the rules. Exactly. It's it's always your turn. I think is one of the things they say, right? Because yeah. you might always have that chance to do something. Yeah, and then to prove that I am back alive, I did get a forty k game in too. Uh, we did a, a three player um, King of the Hill match. So I had Carl come over and play Oz one day after school last week and. Um, and we played just a 25 power level, so it wasn't like significant, just one detachment. And it was fun, it, um, and it worked out that Oz won, as he should. There you go. So, but uh, but yeah, that's about it for me. But, I mean, it's plenty. Cause, <laughs> right. Because a month ago, it looked very dire for me, and I wasn't getting anything in. And so, <laughs> but like I said, life's getting normal. So, I like normal. So, but hey. Uh, we kicked off this podcast um, after last year's I-5 Team Championship event, and it was, uh, you and I played on the same team last year, and and that's how we decided to kick off this project, and so here we are one year later, and you had just come off uh, the event this past weekend, so I'm really excited to hear from you about your experience. Um, I, unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to play. Um when registrations were going up, um, it, that was when things started to shake around for me, and I, I just I just withdrew and didn't didn't sign up and didn't participate, and um, and so I, I missed not being there and I missed seeing everyone. So I'm just going to kind of turn it over to you. I'd love to hear more from you about your experience and 
and uh, give a little bit game by game if you want. Um, but but tell us what was it like this year, and uh, and and some of the positive things that you enjoyed about the I five event. Sounds good. So yeah, I'll I'll try to keep some recap short shorter when I get there. But overall, this year it was the sixth one that we had. Um, last year was the fifth, and so that was my first year of playing in it, and really kind of my first almost full year of playing War Machine. So it was pretty neat. Um, that one was at a hotel downtown in two days. This one, they were able to condense it down to one day at the Oregon Convention Center. Um, I think the space was pretty good. I liked it. It was, you know, one, it was kind of easy to get to, and then there was plenty of space for, for everyone. Um, they had some great volunteers. Chad was running it. You know, Chad we've had on many times. Um, Perry and Scott were some great volunteers, so they were judging. Um, they weren't officially doing anything. And Scott had an actual referee shirt on and had a red and yellow card in his pocket. I just saw in case. that. Yeah. yeah he carded <laughs> Michael Burks. Yeah. Deservedly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're having a good time with it. Um, and it ended up being 12 teams this year. Um, so about about 60 guys getting together. Well, not all guys. Should refrain. <laughs> some ladies do. So um, there to play some games. So it was really cool. It was... It was interesting. Um, there was, of course, Canada has won it the last two years in a row. And so Oregon tried forming their team, you know, called the year Oregon won. So I'll save that till round four um, to see if they are able to pull it off or not. Hold on, back that up. Yeah. Canada's won two years in a row? Yes. I didn't know that. They won four and five, right? I don't think... Wow, okay. I think we, we talked about the history before. Oregon won it, what, like the first year? And then it's been like... California, Washington, Washington, Washington yeah. and Canada, Canada, yeah. Okay, so, so Canada is the only multiple winner at this point. Yes, okay, I think before so. Before you, you reveal. Yeah. Okay. Um, and yeah, so it was it was some good fun. Um, we got started off pretty well. Um, again, I think about ten o'clock, so about the same time as last one. But again, we were aiming for four rounds um, if the pair down happened right there was 12 teams so three undefeateds going into round three and then depending on how the pair down went would go four games so we start off round one which uh, if you go to the facebook page there's a picture of round one right there that actually got posted on privateer press's uh, site so that's kind of cool nice i don't know who took it or sent it in i think perry was walking around taking photos um of all the different tables of a few different tables going on and so uh, the team I was on was some Filthy Casuals again. That's the team we were on yeah. last year, uh, mm -hmm. headed by Captain Ron. Uh, and this year, the only returning members to the team were, you know, Ron, uh, Ethan, and myself. And then um, the other Daniel, Daniel Prime, was able to join this time around. Nice. And then um, we got Jake, um, who just picking up Infernals and kind of learning them. Nice. So kind of he's a good guy. Yeah, he was really chill and stuff. Like, like I said. It's funny because we've been in the chat for so long and now I actually got to put a face to the name. So I actually got to meet him the morning of, <laughs> which was kind of neat. Um, so, you know, Infernal's kind of that, that new scary faction. Yeah. But uh, overall, I think it kicked off pretty much on time. Um, they had some great prizes there. Uh, Richard, one of our community laser guys, um, donated uh, measuring tray sets. He's shown some images of them the magnetized yeah. kind of flatter ones they that look real good yeah you know and, and they're like the size of like the standard pp tray exactly yeah yeah so they can fit right in easily they can fit under your tournament tray whatever you need and so that was kind of that's a great little prize right there yeah. um and then jeff 
had made uh, 50 millimeter objective tokens, I guess, or a proxy if you wanted, of all the team names. And then an uh, emblem, kind of chosen by the team captain uh, within reason. And then at the bottom, like I-5 Team Championship 2019. That's really cool. And so he handed those out to everyone. So you actually got like a good keepsake, yeah. if anything else, from it. I love those things. Those are my favorite kind of prizes. Right. Yeah. You know, you can't can't get them elsewise. So we ended up going against uh, Primed and Ready, um, which was, again was kind of the joke because most of ours was kind of like my army was painted and then like the guy I played, most of his army was painted, um, except for a few pieces, like over half of his. <laughs> so, you know, we got a little kick out of that. But nice. Where were they from? Um, ooh, that is a great question. <laughs> All right, keep can't, going. Keep I can't going. remember. Yeah, yeah that's okay. <laughs> Edit. <laughs> I feel bad. Um, not not super local, obviously. But they were they're around. I want to say, yeah, maybe Salem. There's a few like Salem and Roseburg metas that kind of came up. Yeah. Um, so I ended up getting teamed off with the uh, team captain Ryan, who was running Kador. I was like, okay, okay. I was that's better than some of the other ones, you know, Legion, Grimkin. Um, what was there? A crucible guard. I mean, so I, I felt a little bit better. I just didn't want to go against Grimkin. <laughs> yeah. Mainly. Yeah. Um, our infernal player ended up taking that one, um, that match on. And so uh, we get paired up. We go sit down, checking it out. Okay, he has Sorsha, I believe, and Sorsha one, Vlad one yeah. is his pairing. Uh, uh, Wolves of Winter with uh, the Sorsha. With Sorsha, yeah. yeah. And then Vlad one was a Man of War theme. Oh, okay, yeah. So I was like, okay, I don't really want to drop. I guess I should go over what I had. I had Colgrima uh, and Storm of the North, kind of your typical build, some Winter Trolls, a lot of your North guys, Ninja Bears, of course. And then my other build was uh, Grim 1 with Sea uh, King, Axer, two War Wagons, Min Stone, um, Min Raiders, and a Min um, little ambusher dudes. Uh, for some reason, I can't remember their name right now, but the little riflemen that can ambush in. Okay. Um, lookouts. Yeah. Pig lookouts. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and like uh, two units of whelps. So 10 whelps and Boomhowler too. So I decided, well, if he drops Sorsha, this is going to be a really bad, I can't assassinate because of all the cold immune. And I was like, uh, let's give Grim a try, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he might be able to roll in, like, especially the wolves. If he runs them, the war wagons can kind of trample in. So I'll give it a shot, you know? Yeah. First game, it's to, you know, get some of the jitters out. And we started off, I end up winning the roll-off, so, of course, I want to go first, especially against Man of War. So yes. he dropped Vlad, yeah. Yeah, okay. so, yeah, oh, yeah, he ended up dropping Vlad. Um, I think kind of the same reason that Sorsha, if I had dropped Kulgrima, Sorsha's a little sad. Yeah. You know, herself, because it's like, oh, you're immune to cold. Yay. So, we end up moving off, oh, the scenario... Should remember what the scenario was. Um, it was the, I believe the two circles, right? Um, that are spread out a little bit. Yeah. With the flags and the objectives kind of off center. Yeah. Is that uh, anarchy? No. Uh, actually, I can bring up the the list pretty quick. I'll I'll come back to that as I bring okay. up the other list. But it it ended up that I'd pretty much advanced almost as much as I could. I I stumbled on myself because I'd never. This is the second time I've played this list, so mm-hmm. deploying it was a little little awkward. Kind of got my whelps in the way. I couldn't get my Sea King up necessarily as much as I wanted. Um, and moving up was pretty simple. 
quick first turn, no big deal. And then he moved up, and I was like, oh, yeah, the bombardiers can pathfinder through rubble. Apparently their chainsaws don't care about water or rubble, right? You know, they just... Oh. chainsaw through so he was able to advance pretty well even for being them slow guys they had the pathfinder so huh. they could they could come up is it through relentless charge that what they have uh, i can't remember if it's exactly relentless charge or what yeah. what the, what gives them the ability to chainsaw through water even but hey <laughs> let's not question it <laughs> so he pretty much moved up a bit and vlad moved up all the way he could um cast like the you know if you can't target me without magical weapons sort of deal kept some of his guys in close to do that um protect them because he had some marauders he had the the tankers the suppression suppression tankers and so forth and the yeah. big siege cannon guys um recon two was the scenario okay i'm looking at it and he basically went pretty aggressive spread his guys out a little bit so turn two I kind of measured out. I'm looking at it going, okay, how far is Vlad? Vlad's like 16 and a half inches away from my Sea King. So it's like, oh, spent about a minute and a half just kind of double checking, trying not to necessarily show that I was measuring Vlad to Sea King, right? But, you know, checking some of that out. Right. Because the Sea King can kind of have some good threat to it, right? Yeah. And just the way the table was angled, like I said, it's that half inch out. Like if they would have been, you know, one model a couple inches over the table, maybe. But anyway. So I got my war wagons kind of pushed forward um, into his man of war a bit. I was able to knock down like almost a whole unit because the way he had spread, they just weren't quite five inches away from the center guy mm-hmm. or the five-inch um, AOE and ended up knocking down his whole unit that was like in the rubble, um, which was helpful. I'm like, okay, he can't at least charge and attack me. Um, my other side went in. I moved Seeking up a little bit because I was afraid of his marauder just getting... Feed it on, charged up, and just coming in, destroying with a siege weapon and charges and everything else on the Sea King, right? Yeah. Um, and again, the way I had positioned, I didn't really set up a nice screening barrier. He probably could have shot most of it down anyway. Um, but I ran my raiders into his face on a couple units um, to keep uh, a lot of his guys back a little bit, just mm-hmm. just to preoccupy. I'm like, okay, raiders, you're taking one for the team. You're you guys are dead. Right. Um. And then. I go up and I and I feet um, with Grim, which gives him minus three speed. And again, I just couldn't catch that back marauder was the problem. Why I couldn't move the Sea King up? I, was, I got most of his other, most of the front army in, and then kind of just pass turn, um, secured where I could. Um, I think one of the zones I was able to get some stuff into, and the other one not so much. And then his turn goes, he moves Vlad up about an eighth of an inch that he was from a hedge, so he, he's buttoned up against the hedge um, okay. on that side of it. And then he ends up using like all of his spells, of course, does size importance, um, uses all his fury, goes naked again, um, yeah. for, as like he did first turn. And then his guys do a bunch of work, he takes off one war wagon on one side, but it takes just like a lot of effort, that one finally goes down. Uh, he does some other stuff, kind of maneuvers around a little bit, and then passes turn. Um, and then I'm looking at it going, okay, well, I moved up a little bit. His Vlad moved up a little bit. Uh, Let's right. see. That's right, because you did move up a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So then I'm looking at it, and like, okay, I check with him. I was like, within 16 inches? You know, he's like, easily, you know, had mm-hmm. that just about there. And I was like, okay, good. And proceed to go. I end up shooting... Um, with my one war wagon near Vlad, since he didn't have the no magical shooting, 
I was able to hit something, knock him down. So, oh, so now Vlad's naked on the ground behind a bush. Wait. Um, and then, so, I, then I didn't quite have enough with Grim to go up and shoot close to him, so I ended up shooting one of the tankers near him mm-hmm. to get bait the line out. Axter goes, gives the plus two movement on the Sea King. The Sea King, um, as Daniel Prime puts it, Tokyo drifts. So he charges, turns to face the tanker, because I have to during a charge. I'm within two inches of that, and I'm within four inches of Vlad. Yeah. So he kind of slides in there so that his, his arc in his base is close enough the other way. And uh, it was one of those moments where I was just like, I see this. I can make this happen with a puzzle, right? I'm, I'm shaking, of course, because this is my, uh, my first real attempt at a tournament of trying to do assassination run. So I like my hands shaking. I'm all nervous about this. I'm like, oh, if this fails, I'm so hosed, <laughs> right? Um, but the fact that Vad's you know, on the ground with no focus. So I go in, I do the, I, I call the fist onto the guy um, yeah. in order to save my anchor initial. Um, the Sea King has the four inches on his turn. And then I use the other initial to hit Vlad at dice plus four. I knock Vlad, I hit him for enough damage that leaves Vlad on eight boxes. Okay. So I'm looking at this going, and then again, this is like pro player move, like feel all of a sudden, I'm like, wait a second, I have four, four Fury I can stack on here. I'm dice plus four. That means I'm auto hitting. I need at least two attacks to kill him. Therefore, I can buy two more attacks on something else. What's mm-hmm. by me? The objective. Let's score a scenario point, right? Okay. So I end up crushing the objective with the two attacks, um, which wasn't for certain because it's what dice off or dice plus two. So it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't a guaranteed, but I end up crushing it in two attacks. And then I dropped the last anchor by my third bot attack into Vlad, which just gets him at dice plus four. I can't remember what I did, but it was just more than enough to just splatter him on the ground. Yeah. Um, so first game's over, top of three. I'm relieved. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> wow, okay, good. Got that one out of, out of my system. You know, I'd spent like 20 minutes. by oh, the way. Thank you. Um, so that was the first. I was like, woohoo. And I look around, rest of the team's playing, and then uh, Captain Ron got assassinated. He was running Fiona. On feet turn, he ends up getting assassinated. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, he was just a little too aggressive, I guess. You know, the opponent got some good dice, good rolls, and just ended up orchestrating an assassination okay. under feet. Really interesting. So we watched the rest of the games out. We end up losing um, the round. I was the only win, so one and four. All right, you know, at least it wasn't super close. All right, moving on, you know. Um, either way, it was great. I was able to talk with Ryan quite a bit after the game. Um, we worked some of out, like, what could we have done different, most some different strategy, you know, everything like that. And so it was really cool. I, like, I, I enjoyed being able to have time to actually do that. Last year, I didn't have really time to talk with my opponents after the matches. Yeah, last year, all your games went to time, it felt like. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Um, it was it was a long time. So then, in round two, we got the bye. Um, and then, spoiler, we still lost. Because buys a team. Uh, I like that. Yeah, they were actually noticing before. They were like, oh, I hope we're on a podcast and people are able to say, we got the buy and lost. <laughs> well, if any of you are listening. <laughs> <laughs> now, they were a travel team, weren't they? Yeah. Where they come from? Um, yeah. Why well, you got to ask me the hard questions? I should have had a uh, questionnaire. <laughs> all right. Just ignore any question I ask. Just tell me all the goods. <laughs> right. Um Again, they had, yeah, they had traveled a bit. Um, and so, yeah, so I got the buy. Um, like I said, spoiler, we ended up losing two to three on this one. Um, again, a close one. Oh, that's tough. Yeah, yeah, so it was, it was just, it was close. 
but um, just matches that can kind of go either way. Um, again, spoiler, Ron gets assassinated, I think, on this one. Um, so, yeah, he, he was, it was interesting for him. So I ended up going... That doesn't normally happen to him. Right? Exactly. That's kind of the thing. So I ended up going against uh, Austin. Um, let me find what he had. And he was running Infernals. So again, I was kind of a little uh, like, uh-oh, I'm running against Infernals. I haven't played this before. I haven't seen this on the table. Let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so he was running Zadaroth and um, Omodemos yeah. with, with his, uh, which I think is fairly common right now. He ends up dropping um, uh, Omodemos on, uh, this was Spread the Net, and so I decided I'm going to drop Grim um, again, just kind of seemed fun to play, maybe I'll have the hitting power to push through some of the beasts and maybe dig deep and get his uh, cultist or the, uh, or the um, solos first, and so we, we roll off again, I think this time I went second, and got the yeah I didn't I went second because I was looking at the board and there was a the flag was behind a forest so if I parked there you can't see through the forest and it was it was one of those curved forests like boomerang shape and it was in the boomerang like the inner boomerang part yeah is where the flag was I was like well that's perfect I can park stuff there and he can't see through the forest to charge at least yeah so uh dropping grim again I'm looking at all these beasts like what do you start out with uh Two Tormentors and three Lamenters. He ends up running a solo forward, popping it to make another Tormentor. I mean, those crazy crab-looking guys. Mm-hmm. And and then really aggressively comes forward. I kind of go, I don't really have have anything um, without really just be like, oh, I'll take your one Tormentor and then like lose a bunch of pieces, right? So again, um, the wagons kind of, kind of go towards the zones. I kind of move up the center. And almost back there a little bit of ways. He's getting his guys jammed up. We just kind of move past turnover. No big deal. Then he ends up coming a little bit more into me again. Um, killing a couple guys. The Lamenter can come in there and like fly or whatever over. Has a pretty good threat on him. And then jams up more with the Tormentors. And those guys with Counter Charge kind of also kept me back on the last turn. And on my right side, he ends up putting two Lamenters, like, pretty much runs them in. And they're, like, six inches from Grim, like, just in the middle of stuff, a little bit spread, and then, like, two um, Tormentors right behind there. So if I want to engage one, I'm going to get countercharged, probably. Right. Um, except then it's like, oh, yeah, I can feed. <laughs> so I feeded, which then also takes away charge. So then I didn't have to worry about countercharge. But I was still, like, worried about it <laughs> on the weird chance, though. And... I I kind of secured my my left zone, uh, or no, wait, spread the net. So his his zone, I ended up ambushing in the side so I could start shooting his uh, Orin and some of his Infernalists from the back. And he ends up dropping an Umbral before I could take out uh, Orin. And those Umbrals, let me tell you, those guys are kind of a pain. Yeah. Uh, but I jammed my War Wagon into that, the, the far uh, rectangle zone um, in order to set up to kind of clear out a lot of his guys or make him turn around to get me. Um, the other side, the wagons kind of came in to help clear out the Lamenters and the Tormentors. And then I spent most of the rest of my turn killing two Lamenters. Took like Boomhowlers, Raiders, like Grim. I mean, it just took so much effort to 
finally kill those uh, Lamenters so that I had the I didn't have to have the minus two attack when I went to do Sea King on his Tormentors. Yeah. Then the Sea King goes up, kind of just boat anchors the two crabs, and puts them down. I was like, okay, secured my zone, secured my flag, score two zero. And then it goes back to him, and he kind of forgot about my um, whelps that were camping on the flag. I mean, they're kind of tiny whelps. They're sitting over there. Um, Oh, his Infernal Gate. That thing was just... Playing against that was an interesting learning lesson, too. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen that on the table against me yet. Yeah, so just being able to extend threat. Like take, yeah, so and that was about four inches from his flag, so I couldn't really ever score his flag without taking down the gate. Um, okay. Lucky for me, he didn't put anything on his flag, so I didn't have to contest it that turn. Okay. Um, so that's kind of why it went that way. And then he ends up... Kind of going around again, kind of jamming up, attacking a few things. Um, his umbrals kind of attack my war wagon a little bit. Like, again, there's not not too much damage to me, so it wasn't wasn't super bad. And he forgot about those whelps, so when he passes turn, um, oh, so a little bit before, I guess I should say is I had a whelp um, within four inches of the flag. He runs hermit over, uses the gate to kill the whelp. So now he's he's scoring it. Then he's like, you know what? I have I have these two souls on the gate. I'm gonna spend them. I'm gonna buy an attack to shoot the Sea King, and then so he hits and he boosts damage. So he uses that other soul to boost damage. Okay. Hits the Sea King, damages the Sea King for like six damage. Okay. Oh, pass it over to me, please. I spawn a whelp within an inch, <laughs> and the Sea King was about five inches away from the flag. So when I spawn the when I spawn the whelp, mm -hmm. here comes this whelp. Contest the flag. He had no more attacks. That was his last activation. No souls because he didn't kill anything. So now there's this whelp contesting again. Whoops. Didn't plan for that. Yeah. Um, and I think he said it was the first time he played against Sea King. So uh. it's understandable. Or I mean, any but trolls, all of them kind of have that. Um, so again, he passes, forgets about my guys, goes 3-0. So my turn, I'm kind of looking at it going, okay. You know, basically I'm already scoring my flag. Um... My zone is just now contested by a Tormentor. So I'm like, okay, I kill the Tormentor and win. He's like, wait a second, what? He's like, yeah, because I scored here. You know, so he paused the call. I looked over and said, oh, I forgot about the flag. Mm -hmm. um, so I got a little greedy. I, so I killed the crab. Just kind of took care of that early on. Um, had an extra attack on my Sea King, so I just smacked the Hermit just because. I mean, I'm not going to kill the Hermit because it's Ancient Shroud, so it only takes the one damage. But I drop an anchor on him. He takes one damage just out of spite. Um... The other side, I used the wagon to clear out a cultist and an umbral on my impacts, and then I charge into a tormentor sitting in the zone, and I bounce him out of the zone. So because I have slam um, on the charge attacks on the oh, war wagon, nice. okay. So it okay. like bounces him out. So then, uh, you know, I felt bad at that. I was like, okay, I kind of was trying to look for any army points, and I had like two minutes left on my clock. Um, I had taken a long turn before that, and he's like. Okay, and I was like, well, let's just go ahead and shake on it because, you know, I'm, I'm not really going to score any more army points. That kind of doesn't overall matter. You know, we've mm -hmm. already hit that fun bracket. So I ended up winning that one 6-0 on scenario on um, bottom of three. Dude, that's, that's pretty impressive. Right? So I felt yeah. I felt good about that. So I pick up that win. Um, so now you're 2-0. and Yep. So I went 2-0. Okay. and um, The team still is 0-2 because we all lost there. Um, we ended up going for lunch. Which uh, um, Tyler ended up coming up to because I needed to trade with him from some scorn mystery grab bags for some minions grab bag stuff. So now I have another 
I have a second meat thresher now and uh, and war hog and some brigands. Congratulations. So yeah, if I want to run some pigs. Um, so we go grab some lunch. You, know you want to. I do, I do. Um, so we grab some lunch, come back. Um, again, things are still running pretty smoothly. Everything's about on time. So again, kind of props to the judges and all for getting things going. Um, and again, knowing we're 0-2, we're, we're kind of out of it. We're, we're totally in the drinking bracket, right? <laughs> so... Then we end up getting um, uh, paired up uh, with another team. So we're on Anarchy as a scenario this time. And we end up getting uh, teamed up with Maturity Questionable. And this one was ran by uh, Connor, who does the, the RET, Connor's RET report. Yeah, I was watching uh, one of his videos just last week, actually. Um, I really like his work. Yeah, he does a pretty good job. And... Uh, he ended up getting paired with Ron, um, so the captains kind of went against each other more because they said, you know, let's play. We had, you know, years and years they've avoided playing each other. Let's let's play because they travel as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I want to say they're Roseburg, Eugene area, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's interesting. I've played Connor a couple times. Yeah. The last time I played him was in Salem. Oh, maybe it's Salem then. Maybe so, it's Salem. But he probably drove there. But I thought he was. I thought he comes from up north. Does he? Or maybe he does. Maybe because I I didn't play him, so I was talking more with uh, Austin, as who ended up getting team or uh, yeah. Austin. Sorry, that was last time. Spencer um, is who yeah. I got paired with, and he was talking about traveling to Roseburg and stuff. So maybe he was southern. Okay, so there there's a there's a group of guys, uh, Jesse Squid. Yeah. Is down in Roseburg, and there's like three guys down there, and someone from up here drove down there and like played them recently. Okay. Um, and so that's what he was talking about, and just kind of just kind of sucking them up into okay. into our meta. Gotcha. Because um, they because those three guys they all play each other like over and over again, and they all own multiple factions. Um, nice. But apparently they're all really strong players, but they don't get out much to play other people. Okay. And so this like so like they came to I five this year. And I think it was their first time participating, yeah. and which is super cool that they came. So I think that's really what it was. Not okay. that he's from down there, it's that he yeah. drove down there. Okay, maybe that's what it was. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's, um, Jesse was with the bye, was his team, and they ended up taking seventh or whatever. Oh, um, that was so, them. So that's oh, them. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah. So again, we lost to the bye. Um, <laughs> so yeah. against Spencer, which was interesting. So we sat down, and then kind of quickly realized, wait a second, we played last year. Um, oh, you yeah. played the same opponent? Yeah, I played the same opponent last year, so that was really interesting. Okay, so last year you were playing minions, though. Yes. What was he playing He last was year? playing uh, Protectorate, and he what? was playing Protectorate again this year. Protectorate again this year, okay. okay. Yeah, um, and he had uh, Krios 2 and um, Harbinger, and he, he had played Krios 2 last time, um, and after the game we talked about like that game and how it's like it was a really fun game for him and like I remember that because heart pounding like he needed like thirty more seconds in order to pretty much kill me yeah it was again a great game there um, so I'm looking again at the list and I'm like you know what Grim's taught me pretty good so far let's just have some practice with him I'm just gonna drop Grim again <laughs> okay this is your third time dropping Grim yes okay. yeah pretty right much on. okay and. So did you even unpack the other list? Or, it was. It was I sitting mean... on my tray. Um, a couple of them were actually in foam because my tray was too small due to three large bases. That I actually had the bears and stuff in foam yeah. <laughs> as I was carrying them around. And I should have just left it packed away, I guess. Uh, again, Krios's feet and all the exemplars and stuff, I was like, ah, you know, are the clouds really going to help me? And auto hits and our thing and yeah. maybe a lot of dudes. 
Uh, more so, I was worried about clocking myself playing Kulgrima. So I dropped Grim. He dropped Harbinger. Um, that was kind of the other thing. Like Harbinger just scared me a little bit too, and the fact that like, oh, I just keep my people alive, and yeah. it's like I need to be able to do lots of damage in a spread out area. And uh, also, I think that her feet, I automatically take like a um, Pal fourteen fire or something like that if I end. Yeah, so yeah, I ended up. Uh, I think I went first this time, and again, just kind of moved up. He moved up a bit. Nothing too special, right? Uh, I end up dropping my my lookouts in the back and kind of shooting some at some stuff that you know at some choir. And, a, and like Harrowfint or whatever. Quiet's a good target to get rid of. Right. Yeah. That's what I kind of figured. Um, he martyrs some stuff. I do some good rolls, so I ended up taking out a couple little pieces. Um, the rest of his was like the Kiki Monks, the Wall Monks. Um, oh, Skirmishers were up front, you know, so they kind of dug in. So, again, I kind of moved up, feeded on turn two in order to keep some of his guys back a little bit. Um Try shooting with the Sea King. Like, I, I kick off a couple Adrians. My War Wagon on one side doesn't do much. My War Wagon on the other side doesn't do much. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, well, I guess it, it not much. It dismounts a guy, kills a few um, other units. Weird sprays. I mean, I take a handful of things off, um, especially since he's able to martyr them. Um, oh, that was it, too. The, the Kiki Monk, I, had, I actually hit him with my War Wagon, and... Got him down to one box, uh-huh. and then I just couldn't hit him again. And he was able to. Then my next attack, he dodged and moved in closer to my flag. So now he was contesting my flag even deeper. So I couldn't score. Yeah. When I um, and and again, I kind of measured, and Harvey was a little bit, little bit out of the sixteen inches for the Sea King. Um, so I was like, okay, we'll just kind of let that one go. Goes back over to his turn. He ends up tearing off a war wagon doing some damage elsewise, turns an indictor, I think, around in order to go deal with the uh, the pig lookouts, mm-hmm. which these little seven-point dudes having to take a big old jack away <laughs> from the fight. Not too bad. I will take it. They have done their job um, instead of him going in on the war wagon, right? Um, so again, like I said, he just does some work, moves in a little bit. The Adrians don't do too much to the rest of my units. All right, fine. Passes back over. Um... And then I don't think anyone scored because I was contesting his as well. So then I was looking at, oh, yeah, because there's a circle zone. I didn't have any units in the circle zone. And so he didn't even bother contesting it. Yeah. Uh, Again, what I do is I end up moving the war wagon in to do some work. I run the lookouts into the zone. Since he didn't contest it, at least I'll be able to score a point there. Um, The other side, I try to do some damage. I think I end up, you know, again, just kind of clearing some sides. Not... Not too important over there. And then I go up. I'm able to get the Sea King at enough range that he was able to charge in on um, in towards Harvey. And the problem was, though, with Awe and everything else, or I think it's Awe that she has, like, I need, like, a 10 to hit. Oh. So I come in. I boost my, I think I boost my attack, and, like, I miss. Like, mm. Great. I spent two. I have three Fury left. Um, we asked Chad Call Judge because it was a question of like, okay, does the objective grant anything? And no, okay, good. And she had just towed it again, kind of the same with the Vlad. She had moved up and like towed into the forest. Mm-hmm. So it gave me sight to her. 
Uh, Whereas if maybe if he would have stayed back a little bit more, mm -hmm. maybe I wouldn't have been able to do it. And so my last attack, again, at that four-inch range, I'm like, okay, this is all it. So I, I buy an attack. I boost the attack. You know, we're rolling on the side of the table. I'm like, I don't want any um, any cocked die or anything like that. So we're rolling on the side of the table. I get a, a five, a two, and my other dice slides. Like, picture it sliding towards the edge of the table and stops almost halfway off the table on a three. Mm. So I'm just like... Take a quick breath because that's what I need is I need the 10. Don't drop dice because then I have to re-roll you, right? Yeah. I pause to make sure we're both good. That it's not like falling. I'm just grabbing it in a hurry. So yeah. I hit. I'm like, okay, I need a, I think at that point, I think I needed a 12. Um, as dice plus six and she was full health. I think she's at 18 because um, she had healed up. Okay. And then, uh, or was it? Yeah. Anyway, so I... I I throw it down, I boost the damage because this is all it right here, right? And I get a, uh, a 14, I believe. So it's like 20 damage is what I end up dealing to her. Oh. Um, again, she was camping nothing because I thought she was fine, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I think is what it was. Or she was damaged and was camping one. I, whatever it was, yeah, it ended up just dropping a boat anchor on her. <laughs> so, Dude, boat anchor oh. in the face, man. Yes, um, that was, yeah, so that would be top of three. And how many uh, uh, control points did you get on that one? Um, did I get? I don't remember if I got anything on that one. Uh, oh, I forgot okay. to take a picture of my uh, of my sheet. I think I because the Kiki Monk was contesting the one. Oh no, I scored one because the zone I was able to run back into. There we go. That's um, right. Okay. So I, so I was able to get like one, and which is so, good enough, you know. <laughs> so now you're three zero. Yes. Two assassinations, one yep. scenario victory. Yes. You're doing all right. No, I was feeling good on the day. I was like, all right, I'm ready to go home. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I wanted to play four games, but I was kind of tired. Uh, plus, when you're like on a winning record, you're like, woohoo. Mm -hmm. And so the uh, we ended up as a team um, winning that one, I think, 3-2. Good. Is good what show. it was. Um, Ron finally didn't get killed. <laughs> Ron, if you're listening, sorry. Um, and the, He probably took some extra hard matchups. Like... Yeah. You know, when you're doing the pairing and stuff, right. you know, and I, I can see him doing that. Exactly. So. I think that's some of it, too, is is it helped me in some of the pairings and getting into in a lot of these. But again, first time I played against Infernals, first time I played against Harvey, so I'm feeling all, <laughs> all right. You know, yeah. some good games. Um, and since we won, then the pair down, the pair down won, I believe, right? So then we had the the two, te two undefeated teams, so we had to go four rounds. Okay. Um... Which was, you know, again, kind of fine. And hey, man, you know, paid to play. Right, exactly. Yeah. Well, that was my thought. It's like, I don't think they care of, like, but I was, I was tired. So then we go for the fourth round, and I'm kind of tired. And I'm like, all right, that's all right. I can do this. I'm, I'm 3 0. You know, let's just have some fun again. And we end up facing um, S Tan and the Power Creeps. So, kind of a fun. These guys are from Washington area, I believe. Um, yeah. And we end up playing on the scenarios invasion. So during the matchups, some of it was just kind of like, uh, it's just, again, for fun. Let's just go against whatever. I ended up, we lost, so they got to choose. I was one of the final two. It was me and Ethan. So Crix and Trollblood's on the table. And their um, uh, Crucible Guard player and their Scorn player are getting to decide, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I believe it's Kraken, I think. And so... She was like, Crucible Guard, I don't really want to face trolls because of Cool Grimma. 
you know, clouds, no shooting, not helpful. So I get thrown into scorn against uh, Quinn, who is pretty good. And before the match even began, Rons comes up to me and goes, hey, man, he's a really good player. It's okay if you lose. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, it's on, right? You know, I didn't <laughs> want to face scorn because he was running the uh, Zaltu Immortals, all that fun, yeah. two Supremes. Um, and then the other was, uh, I think, Rathet, there we go, uh, with uh, two Derp Turtles and a Mammoth. Okay, so yeah, yeah. So I was like, hmm, all right. Um, I dropped Grim again because let's just have some fun and see what Grim can do, <laughs> you know? Um, but she was surprised. He's like, oh, I think this would just auto-lose against my uh, Rathet list, and he ended up playing Zaltu. Um, so I kind of had an idea of some of what the immortals do, but again, I haven't really seen any of that on the table except for a Cyclops Brute and Shaman. That's the only two things I've played against, right? So I'm like, all right, here's another first. Let's 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 see what all this all two business is about. And let me tell you, he has some business. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's yeah. there's no joke about him. Um, I ended up going second, which kind of hurt, you know. Even with my re rolls, that's what I was hoping on, and which is like, all right. Um, Turn one, again, he just kind of moves up slightly. I move up fairly aggressively outside the reach of the Guardians, of the Supremes. And because, you know, those guys with Siege Weapons, Divine Inspiration, Souls to Boost, not good. Well, he ends up going, all right, moves, just runs them in, like runs them (laughs) towards me, base to base with each other, and then runs an Agonizer behind them, right? Yep. And I'm just like... Okay, you are halfway across the board with your giant statues, who are somehow giant statues at speed five, but okay. (laughs) Sure. Um, Like, my trolls with their little legs run five. (laughs) Just saying. Um, And then uh, Zal moves up and feats. So, like, plus five armor. Like, and he's kind of like, deal with it. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Good luck. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what it was. Um... So I ended up just kind of creeping around with Grim, uh, out staying outside of five inches because I end up feeding. So they go to speed, you know, two mm-hmm. and can't charge. So max five inch threat. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, then I get a genius idea again, late and tired. I'm like, Seeking, let's go ahead and just sit there and try to attack a Supreme Guardian. Uh, that's what twenty four armor. So I'm dice off four and I don't have my charge attack. Sure, why not? You know, I do 17. So you didn't wait it out. Yeah, I didn't wait it out, which I should have, because I was outside of his three inches. Right. Um, so I could have just moved my Sea King back, but instead I moved within the four inches um, so I could hit him. Outside of his Agonizer, though, because of math. Okay. And I end up doing 17 damage, and then it's like, oh, yeah, oh, it has 33 boxes. Oh. Okay. 33 yeah. boxes. Yeah, I only did half, and my Sea King's going to be in trouble. Yep. Yep. Um, and. So, again, trivial stuff around. I get a couple of mortals. Nothing really good, right? End up actually probably fueling him more because he's able to put souls on it. And so next turn, he goes in. His supreme charges, or doesn't really, I guess does kind of charge in. And with three souls, does like 50 damage to my Sea King. But he can't charge. Oh, not charge. Sorry, walk. Walk, walk you're right. Sorry, he walks in. Yeah, you're right. Um... And he walks in and just does like 50 damage. Holy cow. Yeah. So my Sea King's 
pretty sad, but alive. My Sea King is Barely. alive. Is Barely. alive by six boxes. Yeah. The other one comes in, threshers the objective, threshers a few units, like, because I tried sticking some stuff in the way that was already within three inches, but the Shaman has a ghost shot. Love the Shaman. Yeah, so it ignores line of sight. Oh, whoops. Well, hmm, that whelp, you served nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so as immortals move in, and he just, again, kind of creeps forward, um, does a bunch of damage to me, again, scores um, just massive units, and comes back to me. I'm like, okay, okay, I'm in a bad spot, but maybe I can, maybe I can do this. Uh, war wagons again try to help and do what they can. I end up clearing both zones, um, get my raiders in the left zone, my ambushers flank in on the right zone. So I actually score two CP um, off those zones. My Sea King demolishes one of the statues down, but can't quite get to the other one and have enough to deal with it. And so I end up passing the turn, keeping Grim alive out of range, kind of of the. Uh, of the other guy, um, of the other guardian, so that he can at least live one more turn, mm-hmm. right? So I score 2-0, and then he ends up going in, killing my Sea King the next turn, um, which I guess I should say I spent two Fury to heal the Sea King's aspect, so I was full power. Right, yeah. that should, I should kind of put yeah. that out there. And, yeah, Sea King dies pretty easily. My objective goes down. Um, he scores the center zone because he's able to clear that, contest the other two, so now it goes 2-2. And then I'm kind of trying to put up whatever fight I can. Like, I think he rips off both war wagons also that turn. So, like, all three of my huge bases are gone that turn. Wow. Yeah. Um, Mortars don't play. No, they don't. Uh, I, do, I end up chipping back in some of them, but the novitiates also give out tough. Or I think it's a novitiate or something. Yeah, so he has, like, tough. He can't get knocked down, can't get pushed. All this fun stuff, right? And... I'm just like, oh man, okay, I'm a little sad. Grim's kind of staying alive. Um, he ends up clearing a few more things, clears those two zones, scores a couple more CP, and um, at that point, it's just, it's over, right? You know? Yeah. Because when I had passed turn before, I couldn't really do much. So yeah, it was, ended up losing on that one, um, you know, two to seven on CP on uh, on the fifth round. So, okay. yeah. bottom of five. So. Okay. And he knew. He was like, you yeah. know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose some things. Yep. But in the end, I'm gonna, I'm gonna overcome this. Yes. And boy, that's so, that, yeah, all that armor. Oh. Yeah. All that armor. Yes. So that was that made me sad. So again, we kind of were able to talk about it, and like, he's like, it was a bad move when I kept the seeking. He's like, yeah, that was a really bad idea. I was like, yeah, I knew it right after I started attacking that. This is a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> but you get into that, you, you know, sometimes when you don't know, you don't know. And um, right, yeah. either way, I mean, he probably still would have had, probably still would have had the game, but I would have stood, I think, more of a chance um, had the Sea King stayed out, then be able to charge in, crush one on a turn, maybe do some damage, then probably taking that 50-odd damage. Maybe would have died because he could have got more stuff on it. I don't know. Right. Um, so, all in all, it was a uh, another great lesson in... Uh, <laughs> what some of Scorn can Scorn do. Is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and Zal was always far enough back that the assassination just wasn't even on the table as soon as he ran those guys in. So I was like, yeah. uh, if I would have positioned differently, like there's a lot of stuff I could have done, right. done differently. But again, it's a great way to learn. Um, so it was a lot of fun that way. I ended up going three and one. So I can't be too sad. It was. Yeah, and it sounds like you were like in it for, on scenario stuff 
like pretty well, right? Except for the Zal game, yes. But like, yeah. But it sounds like, but you were scoring CP like every round, yeah. So that's that's awesome. That was one of the bigger things I was trying to focus on a little bit. Um, yeah. Let's see. Ron got assassinated again, and then uh, our team ends up losing. Uh, his Ashland got assassinated this time, but mm. uh, our team ends up going uh, two three, I believe, on that round. So we lost. Okay. Again, so overall one and one and three on the day for the team. Um, Who else got victories that, that for the team? Um, on that one, uh, I think that game might have been Ethan. Okay. I know there's one. There's me and Ethan was one of the victories, and then I think the one that we won it was Ron, me, and uh, I can't remember who the third win was. Okay. Um, it's hard sometimes when all it's like moving along and everyone's oh, talking. So many pieces. Yeah, yeah, it's just like we're trying to figure out where we're going next, and then yeah. it's like lunch breaks, and you just. Whoosh. Um, yeah. So it was it was really crazy. Uh, made for a long day. I think we got there about nine and left there about eleven. <laughs> Almost. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's about how I remember last year. Yeah. yeah. So it was really, it was a good day overall. Um, uh, McBain Pain Train stuck it out with an zero and four record, and uh, <laughs> they were, they had good spirits about it. I but, love those guys. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love those guys so much. <laughs> uh, and then first, second, third. So third place ended up going to uh, um, Andre, JC, Abby, um, who else is on their team. Uh, on that team? I think, yeah, sounds, sounds right. Um, they were, turn two, smoke break, was that them? No. Um, man, I'll have to find which, it's fine. which ones they were. Oh, they were Stiff Competition and War Machine 2. Um, yeah, So yeah, right. Asher, JC, Abby, um, then, as it says here, the most electrifying man and Lucky Star Child. Um, Lucky Star Child is Asher, or not Asher, uh. Andre, but anyway, so those guys end up taking third. Um, in the finals was Manifest Dysentery, which was uh, the can- Canadian team um, with some good guys on that one, right? Um, which is cool. Corey Doyle, I think, usually comes down every year for yeah. it, um, with some of the guys. And then uh, the year um, Oregon won yeah. was uh, the other player, and that's uh, um, Danny, Ben, Aaron, I think it's James, and um, who else is on? Uh, Briggs. Briggs. Yeah, yeah, Briggs was on that team. So they were they were duking it out. Um, so we got to see some of that game going on. Um, they went, they were one and one, and then like one and two, and then two and two. Yeah. And it came down to uh, Aaron COC versus um, whoever was playing the uh, Infernals. Infernals. Yeah, yeah, it was the last game. And uh, like when I looked over that table and I saw like eight or so heavies. On the infernal side, I just went, ooh. Yeah, that didn't feel good. <laughs> yeah, and they ended up, uh, uh, Canada ended up winning it for the hat trick three times. Oh, that's on a three-two. Not okay. Yeah, but I mean that's wow. a tough. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. Um. So they ended up, yeah. So uh, Perry posted some picks uh, the final round uh, with the board states about halfway through, whatever, and uh, it looks like the top five tables had. Um, the uh, the faction specific yeah. zones. Those muse on mini zones, yeah. Yeah, those look good. Yeah, and again, shout out. I think Perry is the one who picked those up and nice. donated them to play nice. on. Yeah, I can't wait to see what uh, the factions I play what they what they look like when they when they get released. So, right. but I might have to get the troll ones for Aussies for Christmas. Yeah, so they're pretty neat. Um, I like the clean of the signars, kind of neat. Um, 
I like the circle one a bit and stuff like that. Like, like, yeah. yeah. They've done some good jobs. Yeah. I, yeah. There's a lot of just fun paraphernalia that comes along with the game that's exciting. Yeah. You know, as a player, it keeps your interest, you know. So, well, I want to say thanks for, for giving the recap. I had to live vicariously <laughs> through your text messages throughout the day. And, um, and I'm... I'm sad that the filthy casuals didn't didn't present better, <laughs> but uh, but it's you know every year is a different challenge, right? Exactly. And and the meta is always evolving and, and everything, but but those are good guys, uh, you know Jake and Dan, Ethan and Ron. I love those guys too. So uh, next year, next year. So <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, hey, why don't we shift gears? Yes. And why don't uh, why don't you uh, talk to me about what's on your hobby table? All right. Right now, I have um, a lot of stuff. I'm just trying to get primed before the weather kind of really, really turns. But I've been focusing um, mainly. I got my list painted up for um, I five, and then right now is a bunch of Riot quests. Um, I'm trying to get all of them nice. done so we can play some of that. Maybe get some games filmed for that. Would be would be fun. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much what's on mine. I've been I've been painting a little bit. Um, Bamfist is actually enjoyable to paint like him oh, and boomhauer cool. were two that i like kind of reinvigorated a little bit like wow these are actually really fun to paint yeah um sir dreyfus though i'm looking at that guy going uh, i don't really know like he's he's a little less inspiring i mean even though it's a cool model um but yeah just a lot of them it's kind of they're just having that fun and the little one-offs and trying to create a theme and like a color scheme for like the team of riot quest but then make them fit in with like their faction so that's kind of been a, a fun challenge that I'm working on right now. Nice. Well, when I wasn't uh, able to hobby, I uh, spent some time cleaning my garage. And so the shelf over here to my left is uh, slowly getting organized where I have like boxes that are labeled, labeled sci-fi yes. terrain and fantasy terrain. And so like, so Ozzy and I, we, we got to play, and you last week got to yeah. play in my garage. And so a little, little garage machine going on. And I just pull the stuff out, set up right here. That makes it so much easier than log, you know, lugging everything upstairs and then bring it back downstairs when I'm done and things like that. So, so it's not really hobby desk related, but getting organized is pretty sweet. It makes it yes. feel pretty good. What is on my hobby desk is a bunch of night haunt stuff. Uh, Warcry, you know, came out and. I was really interested in giving it a shot, but I was not interested in spending a buck seventy on the starter box, and so instead I spent eight dollars on the card pack, and I'm just using the Night Haunts models that I already own, um, and and so I've uh, been really loving the Zenithal Prime um, uh, technique that that I started using this summer, and so I did that to them, and then and then using some contrast paint. Uh, to give it uh, that kind of like wispy ghost-like look and look. Nice. Yeah. So it's uh, so it's, it looks really good. Um, they are uh, they are still in the work in progress stage at the moment. I did finish one um, uh, like character model, Karen or whatever, Karen Wraith or whatever it is. It's a it's a solo model, single model, and I finished it to its end as sort of my um, um, like. Promo like, you know, talking about like your sample. Yeah. Like this is what, what I think I want it to look like when I'm done, and, and I like it. I like it a lot, yeah. and so I'm gonna finish the rest of them like that too. So uh, it's gonna be good. So uh, yeah, and I got a bunch of building to do, like, <laughs> a, and a bunch of like 
organizing and cleaning up, I sort of picked up another scorn lot. And so now I have uh, a lot of scorn, and uh, which is awesome. Like I, I told JC, like I feel like I'm a scorn player now, like for real. Because now I can actually play other themes other than Disciples of Agony. Yeah. <laughs> now you just need some Immortals. <laughs> uh, I have some Immortals. Right. Uh, really what I need is a second unit. And that's okay. it. So I have, I, I think I have the solos now. and uh, So, so uh, yeah. But uh, but they're going to take a big hit pretty soon with some of the changes in the meta and the introduction, introduction of the, some of the Archons. So I'm actually going to be looking at, um, I think it's the Masters of War theme. I'm yeah. thinking about playing some Cataphractus is I think the future of Scorn. I don't know because I'm not a prognosticator. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, but I have some uh, I have some that I want to play anyway, so it'll be good. Right, but, well, you heard it here. Like I said, and uh, talking about building, since we're in your garage, we went out to your new uh, recording studio. I see a bunch of uh, boxes of models unbuilt over there. <laughs> uh, yeah, see, that's exactly what I'm talking about. And if I'm going to be fully de- uh, like uh, confessional, that box too. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, there it is. Uh, you're calling me out. Yeah. Now the whole world knows <laughs> about my giant mountain of resin and metal and plastic. Uh, that's and right. I have I have a bunch of uh, Song of Fire and Ice uh, stuck in my just Ooh. like not even in box uh, nice. unboxed yet. <laughs> so. We should get a game in. I've got uh, you know I've got the new playmat yeah. or the playmat that came out during Kickstarter. I found it for half off and and stuff. So we can we should play. Hey, uh, let's finish up here. And uh, I want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, for those of you that are local to the Portland area, there's going to be an event at the end of the month. It's going to be Sunday the 27th. It is called The Longest Night, and it's sort of uh, Halloween themed. It is a War Machine event, and it's sort of a casual event. Uh, you show up, you donate some candy, uh, wear a costume if you want, and it's kind of Halloween y, right? Um, but there's a special scenario, and you can find the scenario on uh, Fabricator Press. It's a three-page PDF document you can download if you want. Uh, but if you play a game, and it doesn't matter how many points, but if you play a game in that scenario, uh, you get a cool patch. So that's going to be at Rune Board, and they're going to run it from 11 to 5 on the 27th. And so I think Oz and I will show up um, sometime. Uh, uh, looking forward to that. So how about you? Yeah, I'm... That'd be nice to stop by. Should yeah. be able to work out on time. Just casual fun. Say hi to people and get something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it'd be great. So uh, thanks for listening to our show. Uh, we're excited to get back into the swing of things. Um, if you want to reach out to us, uh, feel free to uh, find us on our Discord server. You can find us on Facebook. And you can also uh, email us at spellstormminiatures at gmail.com. And uh, if you want to support what we're doing, and uh, just just do us a favor and tell your friends about us. And uh, we look forward to uh, chatting at you again. So thanks.